Welcome to the Mainly Plants Podcast. I am Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. You can find me uh, at mainlyplants.com or on any of the social media at Mainly Plants. You can reach me through there or my email, ryan at mainlyplants.com. So this week, I um, wanted to do something a little differently and get some stuff off my chest. Um, so first of all, uh, you know, with with the presidential debates, uh, the primary debates, you know, every week it seems like, um, something that I've that I've noticed that that bothers me, uh, probably just because I have a sensitive ear to it, is you know there's all this talk about uh, healthcare and you know what what what's good and what's bad and Obamacare and 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 yada yada yada, but you never hear anybody really talking about the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is with the people, you know, with the, with the the greater American public, and it's it's no surprise that right now we're the un, most unhealthy we've ever been as a nation. And the the issue with with healthcare or or it's as I refer to it, sick care, and. Nobody's talking about educating the public on what's healthy and what's not healthy. And, you know, it's probably a lot to do with, you know, these these big donors and big industry supporting, you know, these politicians and, and, and nobody speaks up on it for fear of losing money and, and whatever it is. But um, it's it's very concerning. And, you know, for me, somebody who is healthy and all my numbers and my blood work is good and I never get sick, knock on wood, and I'm rarely at the doctor for anything. Um, you know, I have health insurance, but it's just mainly for a catastrophe. But a lot of people rely on this to keep them healthy. And and nobody's talking about the real issue. And the real issue is is educating people on on not getting sick in the first place, you know, not having high cholesterol or high blood pressure or obesity or type two diabetes or, or you know, so many diseases of affluence, really cancer and, and all this stuff. And I'm sure that 99% of it has to do with, you know, monetary concerns. But you know, somebody we we we've got to we've got to unite and stand up and and say something about this because. Nothing's gonna change for the better so long as people keep eating like shit, um, you know. And and like I said, you know, I'm I'm a little hot about this because you know I just watched a, a, a primary debate and you know I watched both the Republican and the Democratic debates. Nobody's saying anything, um, and kind of delving into it, you know, to to branch off a little bit. <clears throat> There's, you know, there's so many things I want to talk about, and it's hard to organize my brain right now. But I, there's the issue of, you know, these these surgeries for to get your stomach smaller, basically, so you don't eat as much. You know, the lap band surgery. There's also uh, another one where I think I believe they cut your stomach, um, and and doctors are, you know, quick to do that for obese people. They want to get their their weight down and and their weight down fast. Um, so that they, you know, the idea of these surgeries is that these people will not eat as much. Mind you, they're still eating the same shitty foods that they always eat, but after a few bites, they get full. And that's, that's what is, um, helping them to lose weight. And, you know, if, if they would just eat 
a, a whole foods raw plant-based diet, they could eat as much as they wanted to. And they wouldn't have to go under the knife and anesthesia. And, and there's so many complications with that, with just general surgery um, that can get you killed. But they wouldn't have to do any of that. And they could eat as much as they wanted to. And they would lose their weight. But they're not doing that. You know, they're, they're getting these, these surgeries to reduce their stomach size and, and keep eating the same crappy foods they always eat. And, and there's something broken with that. And there's got to be a change. You know, whether it's education at a younger age or doctors saying, hey, you know, we're going to put you on a very restrictive diet for however long um, so you can lose weight. And depending upon that, how that goes, we'll, we'll, we can, you know, uh, reapproach the topic of, of this lap band surgery. But th- it's not that's not happening. It's happening where these obese people, you know, and, and, and morbidly o- uh, obese and overweight people are going to the doctor uh, because they're desperate, and rightly so, you know, their their life is on the line, and the doctor is just saying, you know, we're going to do this kind of surgery, and it'll get you down. And that's great. You know, they might drop the weight. You know, most likely they will drop the weight. The rate, um, the weight, I'm sure that the success rate is is high. Um, but just because they're, they've dropped the weight doesn't mean that they're healthy. Um, you know, I know somebody who, who uh, had the lap band surgery, uh, I believe twice, and I've eaten with this person before many a times, and they they eat the worst foods. If it's healthy, they don't want it in their mouth. Literally, you know, they'll say they it, it when somebody describes something as healthy, they shy away from it. You know, it's all about the butter and the mayo and the bacon, and it's so good, but it, it's great, it's awesome, but it's terrible for you. And if they didn't have this this surgery, they would have eaten themselves to death already. And it, it's got to change. These quick and easy routes to quote-unquote skinniness or being thinner is not the answer. The answer is providing your body with the nutrients uh, and, and macronutrients and micronutrients that it, that it needs to function properly, not just to get a surgery. Um, and... It goes further than that. You know, I touched on the doctors, you know, how they're just doing these procedures. And uh, I actually have someone who, a client of mine, um, who lives another state away. And and like all my clients, I strongly recommend, just shy of demand, that they get their blood work done before we start any kind of a program. Because we need to know um, what all their levels are like, whether it be their, te- their testosterone or their micronutrients or their cholesterol. I, th- I believe I touched about this last week or the week before. Um, because you can't correct something uh, appropriately without knowing where you're starting. You can, you can get a start, you know, but you're going to have to adjust to it later. Um, so the best way to do it is to get that blood work in. Um, so I told him that he needs to get the uh, his testosterone checked. He just turned, I believe, 30 or 31, uh, and that age, that age uh, men, our, our testosterone starts to, to drop off because evolutionarily speaking, um, we should be either dead from battle or disease. Uh, but because we're living longer, you know, our, 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 our hormones haven't caught up to that, to that evolution yet. So uh, I told him to get his, his testosterone checked, a full cholesterol panel, a full panel in general, full physical blood panel, and a micronutrient test. So he went into uh, the doctor, and it wasn't his his uh, normal doctor. It was a doctor through his work, 
uh, the doctor that does the uh, the yearly physicals through his work for their insurance rates through work. So he went to her and, and you know asked for the the full blood work for a physical plus um, testosterone and um, micronutrient. So she um, apparently this you know this is what he told me she you know said that she you know, didn't didn't want to test for the testosterone doesn't matter. Um, it's not going to make a difference, yada, yada, yada. He insisted that she test for it, so she said okay. Um, and he also requested the, the uh, 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 micronutrient test. Um, so fast forward a week later, he gets the, the results back, and he he calls me, and he's, he's a little concerned because, uh, oh, and furthermore, I should note that when he asked for the cholesterol test, uh, she, she said that she'll do it, but it doesn't really matter what it is because, you know, there's nothing really to do about that which is bananas to me. Um, so like I said, fast forward, uh, I believe it was a week, he got the results back, calls me kind of kind of worried. He says his cholesterol numbers, uh, his, his total cholesterol is above, you know, the recommended high number. And his LDL, his bad cholesterol, is well above the, the high number. Um, also his testosterone is in I believe the bottom five percent, and his free testosterone is below the the normal level. Uh, not not just the normal level for somebody his age, the normal level for uh, the entire range. Uh, and let me explain that. So when they came up with these numbers for testosterone, uh, you know what your normal range should be, and it's believe I believe it's between two fifty and eleven hundred, which right off the bat that's a huge range, right? Uh, you know, somebody could be at a thousand, and their their levels are considered normal, and somebody could be at two sixty, and they would be considered just as normal. So that's immediately it's it's preposterous. But when they when they came with these numbers, they tested uh, men, I believe, between the ages uh, as low or around twenty years of age, all the way to around eighty years of age, um, and they tested all their all their testosterone levels uh, and and got an average of it and that's the average between 250 and 1100 um, so you know when you when you're a 30 year old man and you go to the doctor and they give you these ranges well that's great that's the range for people 20 through 80 but what is it for me what's it for a 30 year old man so you have to do you have to dig a little deeper you can't rely on your your physician or, or your endocrinologist or whatever to to tell you that this is normal because it very well may not be you know so um, you know, you have to do your own research. Nobody's going to do it aside from you. So you have to take that responsibility. That's number one. So like I said, he calls me. He's a little worried. Uh, I look at the numbers. The numbers are off. Um, so there's also another number in there that measures kind of your body inflammation. That number is high. Um, and that's that's to be expected with him because up until he started with me, he ate a 99% plant-based diet. And that will increase inflammation in the body. So I told him not to worry about that. Um, that should start coming down. Um, but I told him that he needs to take these numbers and go to his general practitioner because he has faith in his general practitioner. He feels that he does good work and he's a little more relatable. Um, and he knows he knows his client of mine. Um, but he couldn't get until a month from now. So I told him, listen, you know, being on this this new diet that you're on, this this whole whole foods plant based diet, these numbers should start to, to regulate a little bit. They should start to come come down where they need to and come up where they need to. Um, but in any rate, I gave him some some recommendations of different things that he can take um, 
again, all natural, so there's no negative side effects, um, that'll just help his body to uh, produce more testosterone where needed and reduce the cholesterol where needed. So, um, you, you know, for a doctor to tell him that there's nothing you can do about testosterone or cholesterol is, is very irresponsible. Um, you know, I have another client who lives in California um, and she has heredit hereditarily very high cholesterol and, and that can happen. You know, depending upon who your relatives are, um, high cholesterol can be a genetic thing. But that's not to say that you can't help it with diet. Now, is that to say that, that your diet is going to be the magic cure for all your cholesterol needs? No. And that's not to say that, that, that diet and supplementation is going to be the magic cure for all your hormonal needs. But it certainly can't hurt. And it, and it can help. Um, but anyway, this client went to the doctor. And I, you know, I gave her some recommendations of stuff that she can do. Plant sterols. Um, a couple other supplements that she can take. Um, and along with that, she has GERD, acid reflux. And she got an endoscopy, and she saw that she had uh, some, some ulcers in her throat. Uh, so, uh, so along with the, the high cholesterol uh, supplements that I gave her to help bring that down, help regulate it, and again, the key word is help. Will it be the magic cure, like I said? I don't know. We have to wait and see. But... I gave her, um, you know, B12 um, can be can be beneficial specifically to mouth and throat ulcers. So I gave her a recommendation for a B12 supplement, um, and she was a little concerned. You know, she wanted to make sure that the supplement wouldn't uh, mess with any of her other medication that she's on. Um, so I told her she's welcome to ask her doctor. You know, hey doc, will these supplements, these all natural supplements, um, you know, react? strangely or adversely to any, any of the medication that I'm on, which is always a good idea. You should always consult your doctor just to make sure that no medication is going to react with any kind of supplements or, or medica other medication. Um, so he, he looked at her and he said, number one, diet will do nothing for your, uh, your cholesterol, which is blatantly false and, again, extremely irresponsible. Um, so by his rationale, she could be eating all the dairy shellfish and red meat in the world and it's not going to make a difference in her cholesterol which is preposterous and 100% false um, and and she said what about the B12 and he said it's fine you can take the B12 it won't react with any of your medication but it's not going to do anything for your GERD mind you he doesn't know that she hasn't tried it there have been studies showed that B12 can help uh, mouth and throat ulcers so, so who is he to say that it's not going to help, number one? And number two, doctors on average receive zero hours of nutrient, uh, nutritional education in med school. So he's recommending things and saying things aren't going to work when he doesn't know and he's not professionally trained. And that's where you need to step in and get a nutritionist. Now, whether you come to me for the nutritional help or somebody else, that doesn't, I mean, that's fine. If you find somebody that you trust and and like and maybe know or is, is local to you, by all means, go to him. I won't be insulted. Um, if you want to come to me, I'm extremely happy to help. It is a passion of mine. Whether you're local here in the Phoenix area or you're a state or a country away, I can still help you. Just the same. It has no effect. Um, but you need you need to to. to to seek out somebody who has training in nutrition because doctors don't have it. 
but doctors will give you the wrong advice when it comes to it. And it's very irresponsible and it's very dangerous. Um, so so kind of to sum up everything, you know, you have politicians who aren't talking about the root of the problem, doctors who aren't talking about the root of the problem, and sometimes will even advise that nutrition won't help at all. Um, and you have people who are taking shortcuts. Um, and it's, it's going to lead to a very dangerous outcome. You know, you're taking your life in your own hands when you're not taking the time to do the research or to seek out somebody to help you. Um, and that's really what I'm here for. I'm here to help. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to present you with the information. And the information is backed up by fact. And whether you want to make a change or, or uh, delve a little deeper into your, your, your diet change, your dietary change, or if you want to walk away and say it's not for me, that's fine. But you should at least have the information and know what you're getting into. Um, so, you know, first things first, you need to go to the doctor um, and you need to get your blood panel done. Oh, and that's the other thing. The, the, the uh, client that I have um, up in Utah, the guy who had the high cholesterol and low testosterone, um, he, like I said, he requested a micronutrient test. And when I was looking at the, the blood results he sent me, there was no micronutrient test on there. So, you know, I told him, I said, well, listen, I don't, I'm not sure if you, what you paid for or if you paid at all or, or, you know, what she said to her, but there's no micronutrient information on here. And he said, you know, yeah, she, she said that, you know, there's a lot of it on there. I said, well, where? And he said, you know, there's the potassium levels and, and yada, all the stuff that a regular physical covers, but it doesn't have, you know, your, your, your micronutrients, your elements, your um, minerals and, and, and full vitamins. So you don't know what you're deficient in. What if you're deficient in B12? She, you know, she didn't test for that. He would never know. And, he, and, and we don't know. Um, so I advised him to speak with the doctor that he's going to next month and, and ask for a, uh, a full micronutrient panel. And if that doctor doesn't have the facilities to do it, I can give him some recommendations of places he can get it done. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it was hard for me to keep a cool head because it infuriated me that, you know, he, he's trying to make this conscious, he's made this constant conscious decision to change his diet and get healthier. And he's trying to get some help from his, his medical doctors to make that change. And they're advising against certain tests and they just blatantly don't do other tests that he asked for. And I guess my question is why, why is there this pushback? You know, why, if we were a healthier nation, there wouldn't be a lot of these problems and, and, and healthcare would go down and overcrowded hospitals would go down and heart disease would go down and cancer would go down and, and, and people would be living not, only, not just longer lives, but happier lives, lives full of, you know, activity. Yeah, it's, it's great if you, you know, live to be 106, but what's the point if you're, you know, in a wheelchair because you have, you know, terrible arthritis and, or, or, or high blood pressure or so obese you can't stand up? What's the point? You know, you want to you want to have those extra years to spend with your family and your grandchildren doing fun things. You know, go hiking, go to the park, go for a bike ride, whatever. And, and really, you know, the choice is yours. You can, you know, wait, wait until big government gets around to telling you what to do like they did with the those food pyramids when we were little. They said you need this much dairy and this much, uh, you know, refined flour and this much meat a day. 
and and this many eggs and all that bullshit, which is in fact is bullshit. Um, or we can take it upon ourselves to to gain the knowledge that we need to have to live these fuller, happier, healthier lives. And and let me tell you something. Coming from somebody who you know I was I was 25, I had high cholesterol, and I thought I was eating correctly. And my doctor, like so many other doctors, told me that it was hereditary. And they found out that my dad has high cholesterol, and my mom has high cholesterol, and my grandparents had high cholesterol, and my brother has high cholesterol, and my uncle has high cholesterol. Everybody in my family has high cholesterol. So he said, well, you just got the shit end of the stick, and you have high cholesterol. So here's some Crestor that you're going to be on for the rest of my life. And I didn't know any better, and I was taking the Crestor. You know, and then I got to thinking, you know, I don't have high cholesterol because I'm, you know, how, first of all, how, how do my genes create high cholesterol? It was strange to me to think that, you know, I was just born with having high cholesterol. Why? I, I don't understand that. And, and sure, her, her, uh, ge, you know, your genetics and, 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 and where you come from in terms of your, your bloodline certainly can give you high cholesterol. There, let's, let's be real about that. However, uh, for a doctor to put a 25-year-old on, on Crestor, uh, you know, a, a high cholesterol, a cholesterol medication, a pill once a day, um, and not say anything to me about diet, uh, seems strange to me. Uh, after thinking about it for a couple of years, you know, it dawned on me as I got older, why, why am I on this, you know? So I, and I did some research into Crestor and, and, and other um, uh, cholesterol medication, and they're terrible on your liver. So you're taking one pill, and this is true for so many, if not all, chemical med- medications. You know these these pharma medications that you know they 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 might either fix a problem or mask the symptoms of a problem, and then they they have a slew of other problems that come with it. You know, di- diarrhea, uh, headaches, fatigue. You know, death, stroke, heart attack, yada yada, all these other things. So you're taking one one pill that can spawn on a slew of other things. And and mind you, those side effects that they they list off on the commercials are just the side effects that they have to list off. So there might be a whole other list of things that 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 the the correlation between those disorders and the medication were small enough that they weren't required to put that in a commercial. So keep that in mind. I was thinking to myself, you know, my body's not deficient in Crestor. That's not why I have high cholesterol. So I did research and I, I got, I did some, you know, educate, education of, you know, of nutrition and educated myself and I realized I was eating like shit. I thought I was eating healthy, but I wasn't. I was eating the dairy and I was eating the meat and, and I was eating the bread just like the pyramid told me to, but I was feeling like garbage. Um, so I changed and let me tell you something. I feel better than I ever did. Uh, I'm, I'm stronger than I was at 25 my body aesthetically looks better than I was at 25. I have a lower body fat percentage uh, and a healthy body fat percentage. I think more clearly. I sleep more deeply. I have sustained energy throughout the day. And my cholesterol came down. My bad cholesterol came down um, to within the normal ranges. Uh, so I got off the Crestor uh, against my doctor's uh, uh, advice. Um, and my, originally my, my good cholesterol was so low, it was immeasurable. 
and that came up to the normal ranges. So my, my cholesterol, my good and bad, are both within the healthy ranges. And like I said, my, my doctor advised against it. And I asked him why. You know, why why do I need to be on this pill if my if my cholesterol levels are within the normal ranges? And he said, well, you know, the, the pill helps you be in those normal ranges. And I said, you know, for, for two years I've been taking this pill. And every six months, big six months, I've been getting my blood work, and it came down a little bit, and then you know, plateaued. I was I was at I was sustaining a high level of cholesterol, which mind you was still above the the uh, acceptable levels. Uh, but as soon as I changed my diet, you know, a few months thereafter, and I got my blood work done, it was down. It was down to within the the normal levels. So, like I was saying. Uh, Take it upon yourself. Do the research. You know the the first of all, I'm here. Uh, you have my contact information, Ryan at mainlyplants.com. Mainlyplants.com is the website, or at mainlyplants on all the social media. You can direct message me through there. I'm happy to speak with you. Um, happy to answer your questions. So you ha- number one, you have me to talk to. Uh, number two, you have uh, wherever you are, you're you're in access to. Uh, other nutritionists, we are global. Um, whether or not we're within your your town, you know, you could be in rural Kansas, um, but I guarantee you there's a library, and I guarantee you in that library there's a computer. And Google is a hell of a website for finding people that you can get in touch with. Um, so in the end, really, the, the responsibility doesn't fall on the politicians. And the responsibility doesn't fall on the doctors to tell you what's right and wrong. Um, the responsibility lies with you. And you've got to do your research and you have to educate yourself. Um, whether it be through Google or through a nutritionist. But don't, don't just accept the first answer you get. Take it, add it to your knowledge database, and keep going. Um, because I'll tell you what, you don't get headaches because you're excedrin deficient. You don't have high cholesterol because you're cholesterol deficient. Uh, you don't have sleep problems because you're lunesta deficient. Uh, nine times out of, a, out of 10, you can reverse and or cure your disorders with a proper diet. Um, everything from insomnia to obesity to di- type 2 diabetes to cancer and everything in between. Um, so Thanks for bearing with me through that rant. Um, it's something that I'm very passionate about and something that I hope that you take to heart. If there's one podcast of mine that you listen to that you take to heart, please take this one to heart. Um, like I said, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Uh, mainlyplants.com is the website. Any of the social media, uh, at mainlyplants.com. Direct message me, email me. My turnaround time is usually less than 24 hours. I'm happy to talk to you, whether it be through email, instant message, phone call, Skype, whatever it may be. Um, Do the research, educate yourself, and in the meantime, go eat some plants.